Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule, and today's guest is coming live from London. You can probably hear him clattering around in the background. The ever graceful Mr. Ben Bidwell. Good afternoon. We heard you coming. Right on track. Normally quite so cumbersome. That was really bad timing. Um, But hello, thank you. What actually happened there, Ben? I just have, we've got, we, we were speaking on the phone and then we switched to the internet and that meant two different pairs of speakers for me. Oh. And I speak as headphones. So, you know, in all the kerfuffle, one set of headphones. Boys and their toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's, it's this cute, confusing world, this technology world. Indeed. I, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I mean, for those of the, who haven't met you, uh, your full title is, of course, The Naked Professor. Um, so, you know, you've got a beautiful Instagram account, which is kind of you know, part of the way, well, the exact way we met, in fact, we did meet on social media, which is obviously very, very modern day. And you so kindly and sweetly reached out to me um, through the Reset Rebel podcast because you saw the Instagram account for the Reset Rebel, which is, of course, giving back free retreat spaces um, to charity, to people that need, you know, a retreat that maybe can't afford one because, of course, Ibiza has become quite an elite space for people to come on retreat it's going to cost like a thousand euros or more and I was having a little bit of trouble trying to really get that message out there um, into the wider periphery and into um, yeah the inboxes of people that perhaps you know really were able and needing a retreat so when you got in touch and said you know is there any way that you could help me get this message across I was really quite bowled over that you'd actually ask me that question with the first person to actually to do such a thing and it was really amazing that we kind of met that way and we had a little phone chat and I heard all about your amazing story but first of all you know the first thing that we did was really help you know one person in particular um, get that message across for the round the island walk so I just wanted to say thank you first of all for that because that really meant a lot to me and um, but yeah it was really funny that we met on uh, on Instagram. Do you know what? Instagram gets such a bad flack um, so often. But this, you know, what you said there was lovely. And I, I totally agree. It was really nice uh, to meet someone like you doing such a brilliant thing who perhaps, um, you know, didn't have quite as big a platform. I have a few more people I could reach. And um, for me to be able to add any help for, for someone who's doing a really great cause, which, by the way, really resonates with me because I totally I hear what you're saying in that. It's easy to say that we need self-care and we need to look after ourselves you know everyone's got to go on these retreats well not not everyone can afford to do that you know it's easy to say so what you're doing i just thought was really lovely and actually the people who need it most are often the people who can't necessarily afford it um so you add all that up it was really actually my pleasure to be able to help and, and um uh, and a lovely way to meet someone so yeah going back to what, what, what I said originally Instagram being uh, a place that gets so much negative attention um, it can be full of real positivity it can connect like-minded people um, like it did for us and be a birthplace of, of doing really really good things um, and it was, yeah it's just a pleasure to do that with you. Well thank you I mean I'm always going to be grateful for that because actually that was the biggest story in our sort of first year of launching the podcast and the project and the idea of you know helping people that maybe can't afford to help themselves and 
you know, we put together quite a large shortlist for that round the island walk between us. And one of the people that we actually um, obviously helped was Laura, who was a hit and run victim who I'm still in touch with now. And actually, this is quite hilarious. Next week, she's coming on my yoga retreat um, for a long weekend. So I'm going to actually get to spend another four days in her company, which I really can't wait to see her again, actually, and hear how she's progressed. Because when she came out the other side of that around the island walk um, with Toby Clark, she was just so reborn in terms of her confidence, her body confidence, her strength, her inner strength, her clarity on what was next for her. And that all came from walking around the island of Ibiza, which is a magical place to be. Um, But, you know, that all happened because of, yeah, one little post of your naked bottom on Instagram. So you have to be... (laughs) (laughs) I like to think it was because my naked bottom, but maybe that that captures the eyeballs in the first place. Um, But no, you're absolutely... It's a lovely story, isn't it, that it it was so beneficial to her. And uh, like you said, we had so many people applying. that that, That actually was the hard bit. Because you realise how many how many people really wanted this and needed it, and it's hard saying to someone they didn't necessarily win, um, uh, well, that when they didn't win, there could only be one winner, and there's a hell of a lot of other people out there who would have loved to have helped as well, mm-hmm. um, with 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 really powerful stories. But yeah, it's great that Laura managed managed to make it and uh, had such a brilliant time, and to hear the transition that you reported back to me and to hear her feedback when she when she was sharing about how much she got out of it, it was it just makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? It does. It really does. I mean, it just it's been quite an emotional journey for me launching this podcast and the reasons behind doing it, you know, are quite long winded. But ultimately, just to kind of see her reaction and see her, you know, finish that and complete that you know, experience was, yeah, just really just an amazing gift. So I will always be grateful for your involvement and in sort of getting her on board and um, and, and helping somebody kind of realise their own sort of strength, really. and. Um, yeah, transforming from feeling very disempowered from being so injured and obviously it not being her fault and, you know, her life feeling like it was kind of ruined and ended to almost just re-beginning and starting all over again, which is just an amazing, amazing gift. So that mm. was pretty magical. So thank you for that. Your bottom well, is no, a, thank a magical you. No. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But actually, there's something I want to say on that because I think this is this is really relevant in that, you know, it's really lovely when you say that to me. It's really lovely to have the gratitude um, and to know that, you know, well, you made a massive difference, but for me to play a small part in that was, was is really nice. And I think this is something that I really try and push. Um, you know, being kind and helping other people I mean, it's, it's a funny thing to say, but in many ways it can be a selfish act because I feel great within myself that I, I managed to help you. And, and I'm sure you feel really great that you managed to help someone. And I think it's a, a big thing that the world is missing. Um, we're all kind of out there to try and make sure we're all progressing. We're doing our things to try and make sure we, our life is great. And yet, you know, actually helping other people can, is a really great way to make yourself feel good on the inside about who you are. And um, that's something that I really try and live by. It's rather than trying to present a world that looks really great on the outside, but not really feeling it on the inside. It's really try and do things that make me feel proud of who I am and what I do. Mm. Um, and yeah, I feel it's, it's, it's really missing society. So actually, you know, you thanking me, it's like really the pleasure is all mine. You know, I, I was the one who got the chance to have a positive impact on myself. 
Mm. It's interesting you say that because actually one of our previous guests, a guy called David Sai, who does yoga beats, and he creates these kind of situations where he goes over to Palestine and he gets together groups of Israelis and groups of Palestinians and shows them how much love there is and what normal people they both are. And, you know, that conflict isn't theirs. It's it's political and it's not, you know, it's not a situation that's been created by the people. It's been created by, you know, these lunatics that are in power. And actually, there's just so much love there from the two sides by the end of his sessions. And I said, you know, how does that make you feel? And he was like, well, it is a purely selfish act and doing things that make other people feel good so that you in return feel good yourself well of course yeah there is a part of that that is incredibly selfish but you know what a great thing to do instead of just being selfish and always thinking about yourself and doing things for you so you know to create this podcast and to be able to to give something back to an island that I feel has given me so much and uh, you know particularly a job to be paid doing something that I love that also helps other people was the biggest gift for me because the reason I gave up being a journalist someone was only asking me a couple of days ago was because I really felt like reading bad news out loud for a living wasn't making me feel good anymore. It was just like, what is the point of this? What is my purpose? How am I putting anything back, making people feel good? What am I putting out into the world other than reading bad news out loud for a living and putting the fear of God into some people that might be listening at home? And that never, towards the end, felt good for me. It was just actually making me feel quite depressed. So I feel like I was always thinking about maybe doing something radio-wise that would reverse my radio karma, so to speak. So this project does feel like exactly that, really. I do feel like being able to put something back and give something back to people that, you know, helps them and makes them feel good is uh, is an amazing thing to be doing. So um, I, am, I am grateful to be doing that, for sure. It is, yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it's wonderful. It's lovely. I think anyone who gets to do... Um, a job gets to get paid to to help other people. Um, it's a great way to live a, a fulfilling lifestyle, for sure. Well, I think that's, yeah. I mean, teaching, at the moment I'm teaching yoga in a studio here in the north of England, which, you know, I sometimes question when I come up come up north, like what my what my reasons are when I look outside the window compared to my usual home in Ibiza. I'm like, mm, not sure what I'm doing here. But actually, it's just <laughs> like some incredible people that have been coming into the studio over the last few weeks and... You know, there's just so much suffering and pain and problems and anxiety and stress and, you know, going on in this world. And it's just like to be able to even alleviate that for even an hour to get people out of their heads and back into their bodies and make them leave that studio with a smile on their face again, or at least being able to cope with the rest of their day, their family, whatever's coming next for them is... Yeah, it's an amazing thing. It really just makes me feel really, really good. Even if I've had the worst day, I go in there and teach for an hour and come out feeling like a completely different person. Yeah, totally. I, I, again, you know, it's, it's. I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing, and it's. Um, there are. I wish that all of us could be able to do something like that. You know, we could all make an impact, and we could all feel like we can help people. Um, I do feel, unfortunately, the world is is set up to. You know, a lot of jobs aren't necessarily designed designed that way. Um, but I, you know, my pitch is very much to, to help people try and find a way outside of that because we do need money. It's all very well saying all this stuff, and it's great to help people, and it's you know lovely to be able to do all these things. And da, 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 da. but fundamentally, the way the world is set up, is we do need to to make money and and to provide a, a roof above our heads and and to provide for our family as well. So um, I, I fully, you know, we're very lucky. And I, and I wish that everyone could have that opportunity, but I do also appreciate that the world is is set up, and a lot of people 
um, uh, uh, you know, are in jobs and, and found themselves in careers whereby it's not all about that necessarily. And um, and that's where I think it's, it's really nice to be able to offer them, um, you know, the opportunities like doing yoga and, and, and hopefully the retreat that we're doing and, and experiences like that where there is, we bring a bit of balance. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. um, I know balance is a bit of a cliched word these days, but I just think it, that's so important. Um, it can't be all about free love and giving to everybody and da 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 if we're not getting the, the financial returns to, to give ourselves security in our life. Mm. Um, and at the same time, it's 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 a, it can be a lonely life if we if we're uh, getting loads of security through financial well being and um, and everything that comes with that. But then we don't have any any love in our soul, and 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 the, the energy inside of us is just a bit empty, um, and we've just filled ourselves up with 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 external objects and possessions. Mm. And I do think it's that balance because both are important for me. You know, um, we need we need the security, but we also need that positive energy inside of our soul where we're giving, we're making impact, uh, we're helping other people because our soul craves that. Mm. I mean, Instagram does kind of show you really in lots of ways, if you believe it, that is, but, that you know, anything is possible. We're constantly delivered this message through these little quotes and little posters that we see here, there and everywhere about, you know, that we should achieve our wildest dreams. And I, and I really, I think that that is something we should all be striving towards 110%. But like you say, you know, some people aren't in a position where they can literally just drop you know, their income and their mortgage and their bills and their responsibilities and their outgoings to go and pursue the life of their wildest expectations. So it's it's very difficult to, like you say, to try and navigate from A to B. And I think just bringing in a little bit in your life, you know, piece by piece on a daily basis of some sort of space that you can create for yourself to start to work on whatever that project might be, that passion project or that kind of idea that you really want to work out into either a career path or just a lifestyle choice or something um, that begins to make that possible you know everything starts with a small step it's not just literally launching out of the frying pan into the fire it's got to be like a little something you do each day to kind of make that transition and I feel like this is why retreats are really, really amazing for that because you get that headspace, you get that detachment and that ability to step away from the situation that you're in and to kind of maybe take a look from the outside back at, you know, wherever it is that you are residing and actually start to understand and appreciate where those changes could be made potentially. Um, and I think that that's the one thing that retreat life always gives is the headspace um, and the ability to kind of move away from kind of that, can't see the wood for the trees feeling of like not knowing how to make the change or where to begin to make the changes because sometimes they can be subtle small little things that need to be moved goalposts to make that possible you know it's totally completely yeah it's it, I mean it comes back to balance again for me you know it, in London where I'm where I live and, and where I spend all my time um yeah, you see everyone just getting caught in, in, in this rat race of constantly chasing, chasing, chasing. And we're in this turning this wheel of grind and it's one thing after another and we never stop. And and, and I and, you know, I don't see necessarily a great balance in a lot of those lives. And I do think it's so important that we tap into our creative juices. You know, we do tap into our resources to try and find what what is our purpose. You know, what can we give outside of, of, of perhaps the, the, the grind that we, we go through a little bit more in the office? You know, what, what else can, what have we got? You know, let's not get suffocated into this autopilot world of constantly um, grinding and chasing and, and, and having a good bank balance. But actually, 
you know, where's that creativity? You know, it's, it's so important. You know, our soul really does believe these things. And if, uh, if we're just feeding ourselves with, with um, possessions and everything else, as I say, then our soul will, will there'll, be, there'll, there'll be an internal sense of kind of, well, dis-ease or disease, unrest, pain. You know, for me, it was very much emptiness. When I, when I was living and um, working in a corporate environment, um, I was very lucky and I did, I did enjoy it. And it was, the environment was really positive and, you know, I earned good money out of doing it and the people around me were brilliant. Um, it was great. And, and I had sort of, I really can't complain about it. It just set for one thing with inside of me, just said, I feel my purpose is different. I, I don't feel truly alive. I feel like there's something else within me that wants to be expressed, that wants to be shared. And I just feel a little bit trapped all the time. I'm just doing kind of doing this role. And, um, uh, yeah, for me, and we're all different, everyone is different, but for me, that, that did mean making a change and really feeling, trying to, trying to chase a very different path where I was able to create and share more of who I really was. Um, but we're all different, you know, and for someone else, if they are in that environment and it is bringing them a lot of benefits, I think it's important that, um, that we're not saying that's wrong for everyone. It's very much like just, is there balance, you know, is that role serving you in really great way? But what else can you bring to your life? You know, don't, let's not forget the creativity, the help, the, the love, the connection, um, having integrity and purpose to your life, because that's just equally as important in my eyes. But how do you find purpose? I mean, this is something that's, you know, bandied around so often. And I feel like it's not that easy just to go, right, what, you know, people wake up all the time going, what is the point? What is the point of today? Why am I here? You know, what's the role that I'm here to fulfill? And mm. I think particularly single people that maybe don't have children or um, people that have been through breakups and maybe don't have their children with them anymore just feel very lost. And I think, you know, I don't know, how easy is it to find purpose just out of interest? I'd love to know if people come to you with that with as, as like a coaching question or a coaching Definitely. They really, it's, it's, it's the biggest question. I think it's a huge question for all of us. And I, and I don't, if I'm honest, think that that many of us find it. Um, and I think, and the other difficult part to it is it's really not easy to find and no one else can tell you what it is. You know, it's got to come from within you. It's your own unique thing. I mean, if I talk about my purpose, for example, with the, with the Naked Professor, which I really feel like I have found it, you know, I really feel like I, I'm very much in tune with it. I'm living very authentically with it. And it, it really inspires me. I feel very, very lucky in so many ways. Um, no one could have predicted that path for me. You know, at school or in education or in any book or anything I read, no one could have said, then we really feel like you're suited to taking all your clothes off from creating this blog around vulnerability and, and what have you. You know, it's very unique to me that expresses very authentically some of the things that I feel and kind of live by. Um, I had that through getting to know myself, or I found that by really getting to know myself, really kind of getting to know who I really was, what really kind of inspired me, what did I really want to share? But how did, you how did I really want to live? What things were really bubbling inside of me? And listening to that and getting away from kind of the noise of society and hearing the opinions and the judgments and the TV stories and the newspapers and the, or, or everything that's being talked about externally and close all that off, all my senses, my, 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 what, I'm, what I was looking at and what I was hearing and just gone internally. Now, what am I feeling? What's my life about? Who do I want to be? And started to try and tap into some of that energy. And that energy led me to this crazy place that's totally unique. Um, and so a lot of people probably totally ridiculous, but it's my path. Um, 
And so there are so many different stages to that. We've got to really let go of um, conformity, of trying to people please, um, of trying to live a life that ticks boxes in other people's opinions. So everyone else is going, well done, Ben, you know, well done, Joe, you know, you're really looking like life's great at the moment and doing all those tick box exercises, but not feeling it yourself. You've got to be brutally honest with yourself and go, actually, I know this might sound crazy, but this is what I really love. This is who I really am. And society might say I'm strange for it, but actually it's who I want to be. Um, and that takes bravery and guts and vulnerability, um, all these things. But, you know, and then you start to get an understanding of how hard your, your purpose is to find. Um, and for a lot of people, it's much easier to, to not go to that place and just to stay where they are, where people are going, yeah, that's great. You're, you're living a good life. You've got a nice house. Da, 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 da. You've ticked all the boxes. That's great. Um, and that's fine. And that works um, for some people. And we're all different. This is where I think it, we have to, it requires deep honesty. If it's not working for yourself and you do feel an emptiness or a sense of depression or you feel stuck or whatever it is inside of you, then unfortunately, you've got to take a look at that and be honest with, honest with yourself and say, right, what, what am I craving here? What's going on? And how can I fulfill some of these feelings? Or how can I quench some of this thirst um, to bring more balance in my life? Mm. Does, does that make sense? It does, completely and utterly. But I think it's very difficult for people to be that brutal with themselves and to take a step back and remove themselves from the situation they're in and engrossed in and deeply entrenched in to actually, yeah, work out how to change. And I think that's really brave that you've obviously gone down that road and got to a point in your life where it was of extreme paramount importance that you had to take a step away and go through that process because I remember when you know this Reset Rebel um, collaboration came up when we first spoke on the phone and I said about coming out to Ibiza and we were we were talking about money and you were like actually I don't I don't you know I haven't been working I haven't been making any money for a while and it was just like fair play to you you've actually gone into a position where you know things aren't abundant financially but you're actually willing to take a hit in the bank department like I have done also to change my career and go back to almost zero and to have to start again and to re kind of evaluate what it is that is important sometimes does mean that actually it does mean making a really dramatic major um change of direction and to yeah be okay with not not having buckets of cash or you know um totally material I mean, possessions I, to throw around or holidays or any of that stuff and i think that realization came to me when i you know i, I really investigated and i worked hard at understanding and learning more about what, where happiness truly exists you know and i i call it more a sense of fulfillment rather than happiness because happiness for me can come and go very quickly um, fulfillment is more of a deeper sense of actual kind of pride and in, in, in who you are and, and how you're showing up. But it's much longer lasting and much deeper set in, ingrained in you. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's much, it's much, much easier to stay living the, the life that I think we're, we are conditioned to, to live or told to live from an early age at school, which is that, you know, a successful life is one that um, you work hard and you get a good degree or good exam results and you and you get a good job that pays you well and you get a nice house and you can get a nice car and bingo, well done, you smashed life. And that's kind of what we're, we're taught at a young age. And that's what I think what we all grow up chasing, thinking that's where that's where ultimate success comes from. And then 
for a lot of people, I think they get there and they're looking at their house and they're looking at their job, thinking that was a dream. That was a job that I've been working so hard for all my life. And um, this is a fantastic house that I could never have dreamt of. And I've got this wonderful wife and the kids are beautiful, but there's still a sense of emptiness within me. Um, and, and I feel for, for those people because I, I do feel like they've been led down the garden path a little bit. I feel like they've been told by society that this is where happiness and fulfillment exists. But for me, my, my, my life changed when I really started to learn that, you know, yes, happiness is great. Uh, sorry, money is great. Um, and, it, and it brings a lot of positivity, but it can't make you happy. It can't bring you, well, for me, that sense of fulfillment, that deep-rooted place. That, that deep-rooted place is, comes from more of a sense of being creative and sharing and expressing who you are. Um, being kind and loving, connecting with people, um, much more internal feelings than than external objects that fill you up. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was hard taking a pay cut. It really was. I mean, pay, taking a pay cut, I didn't earn for for quite a long time. What were um, you doing before? Well, I'd set up a tech company that I was running. So my salary was fairly basic anyway because I was only taking it out of um, investment that we'd raised for the company. Um, we weren't profit generating. So, you know, I wasn't living a kind of high-flying life at that stage anyway. I was getting paid better as a when I was working in the corporate environment before. But, um, you know, there's no doubt when I started my blog, it was going to take a while to, to raise income, for sure, to, to build enough of an engagement and enough of a profile to, to make it financially worthwhile. But I just knew that I, whatever, whatever sacrifices I had to make inside of me, I'd feel like I'm on a journey I'm going on an adventure and there's purpose behind it and I think I can make an impact and that was no money can pay that feeling for me um and I and you know again it's easy for me to say because I don't have a wife and kids so my commitments are different um which was a, a huge I think huge part of my journey um without that I probably would have had to have gone about things very differently but I did have that freedom no one else was relying on me, and that, and that gave me the opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to live low-key for a bit, and I made ma massive sacrifices. You know, I, a lot of the time, my friends are saying, do you want to go here, do you want to do this, do you want to come on this holiday, do you want to do all these things? And I'd have to say, no, no, no. You know, really, I just couldn't afford it. I had to really low lie, um, uh, lie low for, for a long time. But again, I go back to it. What was more important to me was living my purpose and, and, um, and making an impact and filling my soul up. Um, and I'm sure it feels like you took the same same strategy. You know, you, you took that pay cut, but you knew that what you were doing in journalism wasn't filling your soul. It was filling your pockets and giving you some nice things, um, but it wasn't filling your soul. And it's it's a game and it's a choice that we make, right? And I think this is, we all need to get under, understand all this stuff the best we possibly can. And we're in the best place to actually make the right decisions for our life. Mm. Do you know, Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do 110%. I mean, I'm walking away from, you know, working at BBC Six Music and, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so cool. Like, that's the most amazing job. And it's like, well, it was. But yeah, like you say, if something's not making you happy, if it's not, you know, inspiring you to get out of bed in the morning and to to do something that makes you feel amazing, um, I really did reach the point where I was actually kind of depressed and living in London was also, you know, you just spend what you earn when you live in London. You don't save anything. You've not really, even though you're earning a, a reasonable amount of money, you're not actually, you've got nothing to show for it really. And that was my point. It was like, I was so unhappy that I was just buying loads of clothes and, you know, going out for dinner and drinks all the time. I never spent a night in or 
You know, I never had any quiet time for myself. I didn't even like my own company, to be honest with you, because I knew what was going to come up in those moments of silence was, I'm not happy, you know, uh, this is not the life that, you know, I thought I was going to have. And I don't really know at that point, particularly what was missing from it, but I just knew that my heart was not, it was not singing at all. And it wasn't really until I got into yoga um, when I was working in London um, that I started to realise when I got more connected to myself what it was that I really wanted to be doing and actually more answers were coming every time I got on my mat and it just you know it was a voice I just couldn't ignore any longer so that was how it all kind of manifested for me was yeah getting into my practice tuning into what was what I was feeling and what I was thinking um and giving that that space for those those voices to come up and to actually take notice of them rather than dumbing them down or numbing them down with booze and nights out and friends and non-stop people and stimulation. It was, yeah, it was a really great thing to have done and felt very brave and very terrifying at the time. But I'm glad, you know, I'm really glad that I stepped away from that. But to be able to put those tools into practice, you know, even doing this podcast and making other other podcasts for other clients is it's just using those skills, but in a different way to put something back. So I think you know, all of the answers come when you give yourself that time and that opportunity to take a step back. And I think, you know, more and more people are, you know, giving themselves those opportunities through different wellness therapies and spa days and, you know, or even just walks in nature and the countryside and getting away from it all. That's when, you know, we all have time to reflect and really think about what's next or what we've done up till now and what we really want from from the next phase. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about our retreat in um, in October from the 14th to the 19th, and I think that will be such an amazing opportunity through a combination of movement practices and movement medicine, getting out into you know the north of the island and really witnessing the spectacular ragged and rugged rusticity really that exists in the north, away from all that polished chaos in the south and high-rise buildings of Player Dembossa and partying and clubbing. And, you know, just so many people don't know about that kind of magic that exists in the North and, and all of the wonderful things to indulge in that are of a very different nature and that I think are going to, yeah, be very, very special for five days for people to kind of really tune in and, and have that chance to to go a little bit deeper into their story, particularly through their sessions with you as well and it feels like you've got a lot to offer in terms of everything you've been through and you know the the journey I hate to keep using that word (laughs) that we've been on you know it you've obviously had time to sort of really work out you know a great way for people to kind of go through that whole process together and with you to kind of work out you know how to find their purpose basically yeah, um, there's so many bits you couldn't see, but I was just nodding all the way through everything you said then. Um, uh, even to the bit where you said journey, there really needs to be another word for journey, doesn't there? There does. There isn't. Think, just, there's no comparable. <laughs> we always have to come back to journey. Um, anyhow, as cliches as it is, does it does a job. But um, no, totally. And I, I think th- this is the big part with, with everything that we've just said there is that, you know, I touched on it before, but it's not easy finding getting into this space you know we, we said get out of your head and into your heart because I think you know our, our head really is 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 and I'll, and I'll go a lot into this in, in the coaching on the on the, the on the retreat but our head does seek kind of safety first and foremost and it, and it will seek out the path that keeps us safest and that's his job it's here to to, to keep us alive 
Um, and safety is great. You know, we all need to be safe, but um, a safe life doesn't doesn't make our soul sing. Um, our soul craves a whole lot more. Uh, and um, to tap into that emotion that's within our soul and to try and fill that up uh, is a challenging thing because our head is like, it's not safe a lot of the time. You know, it's not safe. It wasn't safe for you to quit your job as a journalist and to do everything that you're doing now. You didn't know that you didn't know what's going to happen. It wasn't safe for me to start a blog without any clothes on and, and to go on this crazy adventure that I've been on because I didn't know if it would make any money. I didn't know if everyone would think I'm an absolute idiot. I didn't know what my mum was going to think. I didn't know what my friends were going to think. I didn't know all of this stuff. Was it ever going to make me the money that I needed? Um, I didn't know. It's not safe. Our mind's going, don't do this stuff. Don't do this stuff. Stay where you are. Stay in this job. You're getting your money. It's all safe and everything's well. Um, and it's very easy to stay in that, that, that headspace, you know, living in our head. Um, that journey to get into your soul is you know is a challenging one and it makes you it makes your mind makes your mind scared because your mind desperately doesn't want to go to those places um vulnerability is a big part of the journey all these things that we talked about all part of it and um but once we realize you said it earlier you know so many of the answers come when we when we really kind of attach ourselves to up to that to that energy inside of us rather than the conformity and the ticking the boxes and doing what we're meant to do and living that life that everyone thinks is great actually what's great to you you know it's it's, it's rather than thinking it's feeling it's stop trying to present a good life and actually start to feel a good life it's all these things and um yeah there are lots of different facets to that that i went through myself a lot of them kind of self-learned but a lot of them um uh, i've experienced through coaches i mean i've done all so much personal development work myself um and kind of really come out on my own strategy through all the things that i've been through you know you, you find your own way that, that you feel makes the best sense and um yeah, that, that whole path, that whole journey really is a case of, for me, it's, it's, it's stop trying to be happy. Stop trying to get the things that you talked about earlier where you went to the parties, you went for dinners, and you went to all the things that just make you happy in a moment. But then when the happiness is done and, you're, and you're, those moments have passed and you're sat at home on your, on your own on the sofa, how do you actually feel? Um, and it's trying to live a life where actually when you're sat on your own on the sofa or you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you're thinking, yes, like I like what I see. And I'm happy with the life that I'm living. Um, and that for me is when that, that is living in your soul. That is living your purpose and, and living with impact and creativity and curiosity and so many powerful emotions that make you feel alive. Um, so, yeah, for me, on my part of this, it's, it's, it's really lovely to be able to combine this coaching aspect and going through sort of practical learnings and understandings and, and, and getting to know other people in the group and to go on a journey with other people in, in this group, um, really getting out of your head and into your heart, but combining that with all the stuff that you're doing around meditation. I mean, it's a huge part of my journey. You know, when you meditate, you shut off your senses and you really go inward and you start to feel rather than stop, rather than think. Um, and yoga, that movement, coming more connected to your body and everything that goes with yoga, being very present in the moment and the experience and actually the benefits of exercise. And, you know, I think you said there's a beautiful um, yoga platform outside. It's you know, in October in Ibiza, the weather should be, should be perfect. Um, so there's just so many different facets that I think we feel like there's a, for me, there's a kind of a cocktail of things, the islands. Um, doing the whole combining this whole thing with 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 everything we've got with meditation yoga and the coaching and getting out to the beaches and walks in nature and, and the island and the beautiful venue that you sorted for us which just looks perfect perfect home i just feel like there's so many different aspects to this that make it such a 
lovely experience that I can't wait to be part of. Um, I feel like I've gone off on a massive rant there. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember what you asked me. (laughs) But anyway, hopefully within all that, there was an answer to whatever it was you asked me. (laughs) Well, just, you know, clearly... uh... You're very passionate about your subject. <laughs> We've got that part. Good. Even if I talk nonsense, there's much part of it. <laughs> we all, you know, we're all full of a bit of nonsense, to be fair. Oh, but um, nonsensical nonsense. But exactly. um, no, I mean, can you, for me, can you tell us more about the venue? Because I haven't even seen it yet. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> I've seen it. Well, yeah. it's interesting actually because you know what? This is for me. I such a cheesy expression, but the Steve Jobs. Um, the Steve Jobs speech that he gave about, you know, you can never see how the dots are going to join together looking forward. But when you look back, it's always interesting how the journey comes together. And um, actually, I went to this venue because a lady that was coming um, through this Reset Rebel podcast, um, she was coming on my retreat for free last year. I went to pick her up from the airport a night early and she said that she was staying. Her husband had paid for her to stay in this wonderful hotel um, as a as a birthday present um before she was coming to us on the free retreat so I went to pick her up from the airport and um drove her to to this sort of road near Portanax which was miles away in the middle of nowhere and um I had no idea what to expect actually and I'd never been there before it's an agriturismo and I walked in the door and yeah my jaw hit the floor basically I was like how have I never been here before um it is absolutely incredible it's really stylish um, in terms of the decor, it's got loads of beautiful artwork everywhere. The people there, the people that own it, are just so friendly. I just never felt so welcomed as I did when I went to drop um, this lady off. And I just felt like she was in really safe, comfortable hands because she was really nervous about being on the retreat. She was suffering extreme anxiety. And I was like, oh, God, can I actually leave her, you know, without being with her the whole evening the night before the retreat started. So I felt very welcome when I went in there. And the place is actually set um, on the road to Portanac. So it's right, right, right at the very, very northern tip of the island. And it goes through this massive, great, great big area of Campo. So it's almost like in a bowl. So it's kind of sort of dipped down in this piece of land. And the whole of what you can see, the, the land around it is being farmed with all of the organic fruits and veggies that we're going to be eating while we're staying um, on the retreat. And one of the most wonderful things is like this kind of treehouse style accommodation, which is built on like a wooden platform. It's under canvas, but it's built like in the trees right near where the yoga platform is as well, amongst the orange and the lemon groves. And it's just, it just feels like a little chunk of paradise really in the middle of nowhere that's kind of away from the madness, away from the chaos. You can just hear the birds tweeting got a beautiful swimming pool which is right where the sort of restaurant area is and it's got this wonderful open plan kitchen and I was having a chat actually to our um our chef actually a couple of days ago um he's actually French Johnny um and he's very much an artist in the kitchen so we're having some hilarious conversations about food but mostly that you know the most incredible food to be eating is obviously you know seasonal and um local food so obviously it being an island I've done a lot of cooking um, in my lifetime, actually, on retreats. And the one thing I hate the most is when, you know, you're eating strawberries, say, for example, at this time of year when they're not in season or, you know, things have been flown in from elsewhere. And Ibiza just has the most abundant selection of 
um, incredible local veggies and fruits and tomatoes that taste like tomatoes, oranges that are just the sweetest, most delicious things. So that's why I love, love, love the idea of being in this agriturismo, which is basically, you know, uh, there's kind of hotels obviously in Ibiza, but agriturismo is more about like a local um, run establishment that is kind of like farming the land and creating um, their own abundant supply. And that's why I really love the idea of being there is that everything that's coming onto the table is coming from the land. And it's like a really local family kind of environment that feels like a proper community. And that's what we're trying to create in the retreat is a community in a in a supportive group and network of people that will be there for each other, not just through the retreat, but hopefully also um, in the aftermath. And I think that's all that anyone craves who's feeling anxious or lonely or lost or depressed or stuck or, you know, you just need people around you that can actually hear you out and be there for you and actually notice how we're all feeling and talking about that and connected to like-minded souls in that kind of environment is, you know, it's never going to be a bad thing to do. It might feel quite nerve-wracking and slightly out of someone's comfort zone, but that's why I always love doing these retreats and working on that whole process is, yeah, it's just so amazing to see how people come out the other end from the way they arrived. It's just a magical privilege really to be involved in that whole um week-long experience and I yeah I never get bored of it actually I've been doing this for probably what nine nine ten years now so um but yeah it'd be really exciting to to work with you as well the first time that we work together and to see how we kind of bring different elements to the table and I don't think there's really much I can give you in terms of the witness the fitness campaign Ben because <laughs> having seen you in your full fitness and um yeah workout physique it looks like you're in fine shape I must say but it's um <laughs> what do you actually do to maintain that though I've always wanted to ask you that question while we're here um well you're very kind firstly um I mean I, I try and exercise <laughs> he says, every day. are you blushing then <laughs> I am blushing yeah uh, I'm still working on receiving compliments it's something I, I'm, I'm oh there you go still work on. to do yeah. yeah yeah definitely yeah but thank you no I mean I, I, I do eat I eat healthily and I and I exercise and it's kind of as simple as that really mm. um, I eat natural foods um, predominantly um, I don't really eat kind of sort of much rubbish um, every now and then it happens and that's totally cool I like to think you are what you eat most of the time um, and then I try and exercise pretty much, yeah, most days, probably ends up being five or six times a week. Um, uh, but I'd say I probably look better than actually how I actually, this is again, so much of what I stand for and I'm shooting myself in the foot here, but I'm being, I'm being very honest with you. Probably actually in terms of performance, how I, I, I look is probably, um, I probably don't perform how I look. Um, it's all aesthetically <laughs> looks nice, but it's probably not actually very 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 good functional body so yeah don't be deceived it you're may, very it may tall. look you it are may like look literally right a man a man mountain you're like six foot six 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 yeah yeah i couldn't believe it when i met you dad. face to face i was literally astounded uh, at how tall you are yeah <laughs> definitely tall um i i grew up very tall very very skinny my dad took after my dad but even skinnier and it was really tough because being a a man in, in in those days you know i grew up in the 80s where it was about arnie and and sylvester stallone and rambo and you know all the arnie films and they were kind of like the ultimate men and i was growing up in quite the opposite way this tall gangly really skinny unmacho unmasculine in my eyes guy and um my my transition physically definitely started in seeking validation um i, I changed my body to try and impress other people 
Um, and at least, you know, it's, which isn't a positive thing at all. It's not a good way to live, but at least it did provide me with some motivation and some fuel. And, um, you know, it's only really probably at the age of around 30 where I started realizing that that was the case when I started working with a coach. And, you know, now really exercise and, and living a healthy lifestyle is done really for very selfish reasons to try and feel proud of myself, mm. um, to stretch myself, to get out of my comfort zone, to feel alive, to push myself um to feel like i'm treating my body with love and respect um so yeah it's very different but it's a far healthier place you know i'm not comparing myself to other people uh i'm living my own way and you know it's lovely when someone says that you know you're you're, you're looking good or whatever but really my, my goal is is to for me to be proud of myself and um that's where kind of my exercise and fitness regime fits in but if i manage to do some of the yoga sessions with you you'll see quite how appalling my body is at certain things um <laughs> it's definitely not very stretchy i can assure you of that well that's okay that's what I'm, that's what i'm there for to uh yeah. but you know so, my my class focuses purely on everyone being unique and all of our structures being completely you know um different and that's why the class that i'm teaching is very non-linear so we're not moving in sort of very um traditional form formats so we use the music to get out of our heads um, and move in ways that kind of just basically allow us to drop in uh, to the breath and to the movement and to the sequencing and to just really find our own flow within the breath and the movement to actually move in ways that are sort of defuzzing the body basically and getting into parts of our body that we don't really normally access through normal physical activity like walking or running or sitting or standing or you know when you're moving in spirals and different ways and you basically massage the fascial tissue and network all throughout the course of the body um, which just leaves you feeling much more energized and able to open into freedom of movement and range of motion so hopefully by the time I'm done with you you might um might be a little bit more stretchy Ben but no guarantees um, <laughs> I might go from awful to not bad yeah no, awful to middling. To, to, yeah pretty bad that'd be good progress for me well, any progress is good progress. Um, exactly. But before we finish, this... <laughs> every every expert was once a beginner. Well, indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> I'm still yeah. at the beginning of a lot of things, that's for sure. Um, I wanted to share, if you don't mind me bringing this up, but we are, you know, we are having a, a deep and meaningful, I suppose. So, I think when we first spoke on the phone, um, one of the things that you confessed to me in the very first conversation we had on the telephone, when you called up to talk about how you're going to help me with this project. One of the prizes or the gifts that we were giving away was a free retreat with um, a Kundalini teacher, Trish Whelan, um, who's another favourite of our um, our podcast guests. And um, you said that you'd quite like to go on that retreat um, because there was something that you were specifically trying to heal and work on and make some um, transformative processes of yourself with. Do you, you know, do you want to, is it okay to talk about that with you? Of course, I've, I've spoken about it on national TV, so that kind of, once I've done that, <laughs> then just there's, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> so yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that was the start of my personal development journey. I don't, I don't think I'd be the person I was, I am today in terms of all the work I've done and the understanding that I've got and the perspective I have on life, if it wasn't for that, for the fact that I had an issue around sex. Um, and that, I guess the, the kind of most PC way I put it is that I struggle for sexual satisfaction um so i i guess i've always struggled it's always been difficult for me to orgasm um now i've learned a huge amount about why and 
why this could have originated and why I've got it and everything else. And um, that's a whole different story, but perhaps we'll touch on that another time. But yeah, it, it was, um, I, I think I probably would have stayed in the space that I was through my 20s in this very closed sort of external validation seeking space of trying to impress everyone. If it wasn't for the fact I had this issue around sex, because at the age of 30, I was like, well, one day I want to have kids and, and I want a sort of sexually fulfilling life. And, um, you know, at the moment, that's not looking very likely. So um, I kind of opened my eyes purely to change in that respect. And when I think when we open our, our eyes and our hearts, um, like we did with this retreat, and then the venue came into your life accidentally, uh, I think the universe delivers. And I opened my eyes and my heart to, to change. And um, at the time, I lived with a rugby player who had a, uh, an injury that he couldn't, he wasn't progressing very well at, um, with and uh, the club that he played for the team he played for uh sent around him a therapist and i just got chatting to her and sort of almost laughed about what she was doing with him and getting him over his injury by working on his mind and then started to think uh well actually hang on a minute have i got an injury is that what's going on with me could i could, could my mind be having an impact on this and uh eventually i sort of sat down plucked up the courage and said that a bit of a strange one but do you think you can help me around this and uh, she was like, absolutely. And then that was the start, at age, age 30, of my personal development experience. She, she, she rewired how my brain worked. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because the, the ending to this story is, isn't, isn't the best in that I still haven't overcome. It's still, it's still a, a persistent challenge in my life that I'm still working on. Um, uh, I feel like now I've opened up my mind to change, though. My mind is in a much better place. I can now get to the sort of subconscious place where this exists because i do think this is very deep rooted a very deep rooted reason behind why it is in my life and um it takes a lot of work to, to knock that away um and so i'm still very much on that journey and no doubt it will change but yeah it's kind of the final piece of the jigsaw for me i'm mentally i've come a huge way and i'm, I'm very grateful for, for for where i'm at now and and for the, the difficulty the challenge existing in my life because it's, it's led to me where i am now but um, yeah, in terms of the final piece of the jigsaw, that's that's still to be to be worked on. So hence, when you mentioned the Kundalini, I, that was one thing that I, I still want to explore. Um, so I've got a lot of things on my to-do list. I definitely want to, um, to to still work with anyone who could help me around sex. I'm seeing someone tomorrow, um, uh, a holistic coach around sex sex trauma, and see if we can uncover any new learnings and. Um, yeah, the journey, the, the, the journey in that respect keeps going on, and um, that will that will be kind of a hugely um, exciting. Well, it's not going to be a moment. I think it's going to be a gradual process. But yeah, I keep working on this, and and hopefully it can get better and better and better, and I can find myself in ten years' time or whatever, being a tantra guru, having learned every <laughs> sex trip under the sun. <laughs> well, do you pop back to Ibiza? You'd fit in perfectly there. There's a tantra festival there every year, and Is the there? Thing- the thing I love about Ibiza is, you know, that's one of the number one things that I love there is that people are so, you know, unbody conscious and, they're, you know, there's a lot of beautiful people there. So I think obviously sometimes it's probably easier to be so open and able to get naked on the beach and, you know, um, wear very little clothing and express themselves fully. Um, but I think it is just one of those places where people don't don't seem to give. Well, I don't know. There's, there's the juxtaposition, of course. You've got the people that really seriously do care. Um, and they're all plastic fantastics in the south and you know there's a lot of body consciousness going on in in lots of ways but there's also you know in the north of the island which is where we're going to be where all the kind of more 
hippie set kind of hang out and there's like you know a lot of kind of naked naked bodies on the beach at Benaras and people just sort of running riot really in a, in a really lovely beautiful healthy way that I just think is admirable I'm not actually probably that body confident in lots of ways and you know I don't get naked I don't even go topless on the beach which is everyone thinks I'm totally weird in the summer in Ibiza that I don't take my top off but I just I don't feel I don't know I just don't feel that comfortable it doesn't make me a prude or an English weirdo it's just I'm not that comfortable sometimes with my own body and you know that's been a real thing for me being a yoga teacher to try and sometimes have those days where I really just don't want to be seen I don't want to be witnessed in leggings or tight clothing and stand up at the front of a group of sort of you know 10 20 people and move around lots I I have days where I just don't even want to go out the door I'm not gonna lie um that's been a theme for me through my lifetime of feeling very uncomfortable with my own physicality and I think that's why yoga has always been such an incredible thing for me to do to reconnect to fact that really the external is just not that important it's just a vessel mm. it's on the inside that that really counts and actually there's a lady I follow on Instagram a lot called Chessie King who just cracks me up Chessie. she's such a beautiful I mean I don't know her at all but I just I know her yeah, I know her well I just, yeah she's lovely I just the fact that she's just so you know I constantly read her page because it just it inspires me all the time like even now at 41 there are days when I just wake up and I'm like oh my god like I'm you know I have a fat day and I just really don't feel that comfortable in my own skin but it's just I have to say to myself it's my constant process of it's just not about that it's about what's on the inside people aren't gonna remember you for how big or small you were and when you look back at pictures of you as a woman you know two three four five years ago I'm always like well there's nothing of me actually I'm not this massive person in my head that sometimes I seem to be able to convince myself that I am but it's you know this is why we have to get out of our heads and back into our hearts and back into our bodies because our bodies are just the most magical magical things that do incredible functions for us on a daily basis that we don't even notice we take for granted until you know such times as those things are not in working order anymore we become ill and it's just I just think that the body is just the most incredible being and and thing that you know it just does all these wonderful wonderful things scientifically and that's why we have to celebrate it through movement and being grateful for what we've got and we are healthy and we are able to do all the things that we want to do on this planet and that's why we should be doing you know living our wildest dreams because because we're healthy and well enough to do so completely i totally agree with everything you said you know it's and i our body is absolutely you know it's just a vessel you know and i think um we really have to understand that and it's not it's never a healthy game for us to compare ourselves i think it's it's just about being comfortable in what we have got i think gratitude is is, is is about being thankful for what we have got rather than envious of what we don't have um when i listen to lots of stories about people who have gone through um you know major accidents and they've suffered you know awful injuries and, and they just look back to to wishing they were just thankful for for what they did have, mm. you know, just being able to move, and and, and I think we we we're, we're often very um, quick to take for granted the things that we do have. Um, but yeah, you know, we 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 are our bodies are incredible, incredible things that do incredible things for us. And um, if someone else has got slightly less fat or has got slightly bigger muscles or whatever it is, then so be it. Mm. You know, th that's a game we're never going to win. You might get a little bit less fat than those people but then there's going to be someone else you know we never win that game it's uh, it's really important in life that we we run our own race and we, we establish what what works for us and who we want to be and we try and align that behavior our behavior towards matching that rather than you know 
looking at everyone else in comparison. And, um, you know, that's what it's about. You know, I really do believe that inner peace is the new success, trying to get comfortable with who you are, not, not in comparison to anyone else, but measuring yourself against yourself. Uh, and living that way is, is, is just absolutely a key to success for me. Mm. I think, well, the number one thing when I start to feel all of those feels that I've just mentioned is, you know, stop focusing on the external, stop looking at all the things that you haven't got, stop looking at all the things that you feel that you don't have in your life and focus on all the amazing things that you do. And as soon as you drop back into that space of being grateful and, you know, appreciating all the things that you do have, then everything changes. The whole perspective is is completely flipped. And I just think, yeah, I just think um, there's a lot to be a lot to be thankful for. And the fact that we can even bring people to Ibiza and share that with them is um, is an amazing gift, really. It is. I can't wait. It's all. It's. It's. Um. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and this is why I think the universe works as well. You know, and when we we, we reached out and, and and managed to make the um the the, re- the retreat happen, where we got Laura on on the retreat through through working together. You know, this perhaps this is the universe paying us back. You know, that we get this opportunity now to do something wonderful. We helped other people, and now we get to do even more of it. Um. So you know, I do think that. We're deserving of this, and it's a great opportunity. It's gonna be a wonderful five days, and I can't wait. Um, and yeah, have bring you it been on, to Ibiza really. before, Ben? I have. I've had a wedding. I had a wedding there a few years ago. Um, actually, the wedding that I went to, that I met Matt Johnson, who I did the podcast with. We, we were on our way to Ibiza, and I've had a, which was lovely. And then I've had one party weekend in Ibiza a long time ago, which was wasn't lovely, but it was good fun. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was. No, sorry. <laughs> I said I'm sure it was. Where did you end yeah. up? Oh God! Um, what did we do? I should have been a couple of times. I went when I was about twenty-two or something as well. Um, uh, we did it. I mean, all the usuals. I think we did Pasha and um, oh, I can't remember all the names. I, I'm clueless at it, but we did the usual, the usual stuff. Um, and uh, what's it called? Blue Marlin. That was one of the favourites. I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great fun. But no, I'm looking forward to a bit to seeing the other side of the island. That's for sure. Um, so yeah. Exciting times. Having you, definitely. Well, listen, I know you've got to rush off um, around about now, so I won't uh, delay you any further. But um, yeah, it's going to be super special to have you over uh, at the end of the summer after everything that's going on for you this year. It sounds like you've got a massive, massive year in terms of uh, yeah, all of your talks and festivals and other things that you're um, working on this year. But I'm very, very much looking forward to sharing that space um, together in October and yeah getting everybody out to um spend a little bit of time with us so if they do want to come and join us on our retreat um in october then they need to check out both our websites and yours is just thenakedprofessor.com thenakedprofessor.me.com was gone but dot me and uh, but I, I tend to put everything on instagram as well okay it's all it's all there and yours yours is Joga with a J, jogabeats.com, and um, all of the retreat information is under the retreat uh, menu at the top. So, if anyone wants to come and check out our little uh, lineup and what we have, um, yeah, sorted for people to come and experience and go on that process for those five days, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be beautiful. I'm excited, can't wait. Me too, and thank you. And I, you know, I didn't want to interrupt Tom, but some some really lovely things said. So thank you for all your kind words all the way through the the um, podcast. And yeah, I can't wait to to do this with you. And um, yeah, October the summer flies by, so it's going to be October before we even know it. And I know. 
scary. We're making this happen. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thanks All so right, much for joining to us. Thanks, Joe. We'll speak to you soon. See you soon. Bye. 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 Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel